Welcome to another edition of Hockey 24-7, brought to you by Raider Media. You're with Derek Alberts and Tyron Jabu Barnard. How are you, Tyron? Goodly, goodly evening. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Um, yeah, we've got another special guest, uh, not in studio this time, but she is on the line and uh, definitely heightening up uh, the, the beauty quotient of the show. Uh, finally, we got rid of some of the guys when we brought in another lady onto Hockey 24-7, uh, and we're very glad to have her on board. Uh, tell us a bit more about our guest, Tyron. Yeah, so I mean, we're obviously all about uh, hockey, not just... Uh one side of it, and, and we're really pleased tonight uh, that we're able to to chat to the one and only Kim Hubach. Uh, this is the Kim Hubach, over 100 caps for South Africa, 20 RPTs for Northern Blues. She is currently the national champion yet again, um, and the CV goes on and on and on. And of course, that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Yeah, you don't get more, uh, you don't get much more decorated uh, than Kim Hubach. And it's a privilege to to have you on the line. Kim, welcome to the show. Hi, Derek and Tyron. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Uh, Kim, uh, where do we find you at the moment? At the moment, I'm sitting in Pretoria, um, currently at my house. It's a bit far to drive through through um, Joburg in the traffic at the moment with all the chaos that's going on. But... I'm happy to be chatting to you over the line. Yes, yeah, so are we. And uh, really, make uh, you don't need to make any apologies whatsoever. Uh, I would make the trip myself either, especially <laughs> uh, late at night uh, as we chat. It's currently 20 to 9 uh, in the evening. So, uh, yeah, we have kept you up. We promised to be calling you about 40 minutes earlier, but uh, some of our other guests uh, kept us up a, a little later than expected. But, uh, yeah, Tyron, uh, take it away. Yeah, so, Kim, obviously uh, you and I had a chat back at PHL. Um, when I saw you as the assistant coach, I was like, "What a what a perfect person to get onto the podcast because you've uh, had a, a career that's uh, been frankly nothing short of of superb." And and I suppose just crowning it off is uh, your twentieth RPT. You go home with the trophy. So let's start at the end and work our way backwards. What happened in Bloom? What a what a great op- uh, great performance by the Northern Blues, and then taking the trophy home, I think for the first time since twenty fourteen. Um, yes, I think it, I think we took one home just after twenty fourteen, but um, definitely didn't expect to do it this year. But what a fantastic bunch of goals! Um, we really trading, working the um, preparation leading up to IPT wasn't ideal, but. Obviously, the setup this year was that our pool games didn't really count. Um, obviously, you want to end up high up in the pool standings, but everyone gets a second chance once we all went through to the quarterfinals, and we ended up second in the pool, one behind Southern Gauteng, which we ended up playing in the finals. Unfortunately, we lost to them in the pool games, but um, well, what a fantastic trip and the whole week was just really an unbelievable um, leadership from our captain and vice captains. Um, the players are really a young Northern team, which is exciting. It means we've got a lot going forward. Even though we had a lot of players that had to withdraw, unfortunately, be, well, fortunately for them, and we're really proud of them that they got selected for the SA Under-21 side. So we had a couple of other youngsters coming through, which was fantastic exposure for them. And I mean, what a way to start your first IPT with a gold medal around your neck. Yeah, absolutely. And and you speak about some of the big names in the team, obviously. You know, we, we talk about a bunch of the, the youngsters, but 
in that team you have arguably you had arguably South Africa's best current outdoor hockey player, or at least she is the best from the most recent awards that were done, although they were a few years back, in Celia Evans. You've had uh, Pumalela Mbando, who on her day is uh, nothing short of sensational. You have yourself with over 100 caps, Nicole Walraven. How important was that experience for those younger girls playing in their first IPT? I think the experience at those school sports, I mean, with Celia captaining the side, Pumi as vice-captain, we've got the likes of Nicolene Sablanche, um, is Alpha Star. Obviously, it was great having um, Nicole Walraven join the Blues team, team this year. Um, obviously, coming from Free State and gaining a bit of experience overseas in New Zealand. It was really, I think, those youngsters that are coming through the ranks who were nothing short of excellence. Um, the exposure that they got to the players and the knowledge that they've had. I mean, obviously, we had quite a lot of players with a lot of knowledge um, taking the field and a lot of experience. And then the youngsters who, I think, with our coach, Warren, coaching us this year um, as his debut as head coach, they were given a lot of freedom to play with freedom and to express themselves on the field, which I don't think you often get with coaches. But in Northerns, we very, very privileged to have people like Warren and who's obviously as a coach been um, not brought up, but he's gained a lot of experience through Inky, who I think is one of our top coaches in South Africa at the moment. And he's also taught Warren to allow players to play with freedom. And I think that was really beneficial to the youngsters where they're able to express themselves. Because I think the youngsters, given the opportunity, they can play with so much freedom and they've got so much skill compared to what we had when we were their age. Yeah, Kim, you mentioned when, when you were their age. I mean, you're uh, Northerns through and through. Uh, you, you mentioned that we're speaking to you from your home in Pretoria. I mean, it's been your home uh, throughout your life. Yes, born and bred and a Blue Bull supporter through and through. Yeah, of course. And that's, and that's all we have time for on this week's episode. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't worry, I'm on your side. Uh, Tyron can continue to, to follow... Uh, Who's it this week? The Curry Cup champions. Okay, no, fair enough. He has been a Jesus <laughs> Okay, fan. fair enough. It's my second team. <laughs> um, Kim, I also just wanted to go a little bit into the psyche. I mean, you guys played Southerns in the final. You had lost to them in the group stage. Southerns were basically 10 out of their 18 were current SA Nationals with another three mm. or four capped. I mean, what 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 does Celia, what does Pumi, what does Warren say to the team Um in the dressing room, you've got a young team. In all truth, you weren't expected to win that game at all. But what do you, what do you say to to a team to to get them fired up and and producing that? It was actually something really special, and the first time Northerns had ever won IPT, which um, I think that was in 2014 that you mentioned in Peter Maritzburg, where we also sat with a young team. We weren't meant to even be in the top four. What's nice having a young team going into the final or playing any IPT is there's no expectations. And what was really special is that morning before the final is everyone came together and Kumi and Celia put something really special together where each person's family or their people from our assistant coaches, our physios, our manager, right through to all the players, there was just a, a real special message from back home that they got given to each of them to make them feel special and to make them feel like, hey, this is who I am and there's someone who's proud of me regardless of what happens. There's someone who's proud of me for what we've achieved. And we 
we're even privileged enough to have someone like Nas Boetta, um, one of what I believe is the best players in South Africa, or was the best player in South Africa, in Lindsay Carlisle, sending us a message all the way from Australia. That put together, the girls went in from nervous to like, hey, there's people that believe in us. We can actually do this. And it was a tough game. Southern's on an unbelievable team. They are used to playing finals. They are used to winning gold, gold medals. Um, whereas Northern's historically are a team that's definitely, without a doubt, a semi-final team. But we've never really been a final team as such. But I think that culture in Northern's has been changing quite a lot. And especially with the youngsters that are coming through, they are now believing we can do this. They're seeing there's something we can do. And there's that something different. And I can't say that I've played with other provinces, but the people that come in from other provinces, which are quite a few that come to Northerns, there's a heart in Northerns and there's a determination. Almost a family vibe. It's a bunch of sisters that you walk onto the field with. And I think that's what pulled us through. And Southerns were tough. They were very tough. They... um gave us a good run for money. But I think once that first short corner of theirs was disallowed um, because the ball wasn't stopped outside the circle, I think that gave us a bit of confidence and a, a boost and a belief that we could do it. And goodness me, for the half of that game, we defended for our lives. <laughs> and obviously having someone like Pumi in the goals is fantastic. Although Southerns had... Um, oh, now I've gone blank. Um, um, Maripani. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Had her in the goals, who's um, the second goalkeeper for the national side at the moment. But having Pumi with her experience at the back, just I think that gives those goals such a boost in uh, confidence on the field. Can you mention Nas Boeta? Was he just there watching, or, or did he give a, a bit of a, a speech to to the ladies? He was there, just watching. He'd been watching um, throughout the week. Obviously, his daughter, Gabby Boerter, played hockey when she was in Pretoria. And he's a through-and-through Blue Bulls reporter, <laughs> without a doubt. But he had left a short video message that was played to the girls, um, just saying that we've got nothing to lose. Go out there and give your best. And he believes in the Northerns and the Daisy on our chest. So we must just go out and give our best. That, that's and me. obviously, they were... Be- Say again? No, no, no. Carry on. No, I mean, and that's obviously something really special coming from someone of his caliber. And especially for not all of the youngsters necessarily know exactly who he is, but for a lot of those schools, I think it's really special having someone of his experience um, in playing finals, not just on a provincial level, but on an international level, giving us a bit of a piece of that advice. Talk us through the aftermath of the result. And uh, you say that it was pretty much the case in almost all your games where it was a, a David versus Goliath type setup. And uh, especially when, when you went through to the final, you taken in Southerns. And um, yeah, and once that final whistle went. I think at first, it, um, I think if you look at the video that is on um, doing its rounds on Facebook, there was a bit of a disbelief like have we really done this and then the girls suddenly realized that we had won it and this really is true and obviously stormed down onto Pumi who was phenomenal in that um, final game throughout the week but especially the final game and the girls just absolutely loved the celebrations afterwards but still with a lot of um, a lot of disbelief in the beginning that we hadn't 
really. And I think also that the, the modesty that comes with a young team, that the, which was really nice to see, because youngsters, I think, often can become arrogant and get a big air about them that they were like really thankful and couldn't believe that they'd won it. Certainly so. Now, Kim, uh, breaking away from there, uh, from the youngsters, so to speak, let's uh, go back to you being, being a youngster. Um, you go back to your, your essay debut back uh, in 2005, if I'm, not, uh, if I'm pretty sure it was, um, against Scotland in Porch. Um, did you ever believe that you would go on to have the career that you've had in, in the hockey world? Um, I hope for it, definitely. Um, I'm really, really happy that I can still play. And funny enough, I saw my soul keep at the IPT9 Bloemfontein and she said, goodness, Kimmy, we always said we'd play 20 IPTs, but not one of us have managed to do it. So I'm really grateful that I've been able to continue playing and hopefully um, next year play another IPT and um, match a record of Inke van Wijk who played 21 IPTs, at least mine have all been for one province. But playing that debut in part seems like a lifetime ago. But the growth that one makes um, as you get older is phenomenal. And I'm just thankful for every opportunity that I've been given. And even the upsets and disappointments, I think looking back, they actually make a person who you are and there's a reason for the disappointments and the upsets later. And a lot of that's been in my speeches that I've had to give to children or the coaching that I've done, you always have that individual who has a disappointment and you're able to relate to a player then. And Kim, I think uh, it would only be right that we then talk about your big hockey disappointment. And uh, obviously 2008, Beijing, you were very much a centerpiece of the South African squad and then South African didn't go to the Olympics. And then, of course, 2012, you went to the Olympic qualifier in India, but you weren't ultimately in the final squad. Is is that your uh, big disappointment from your career? Definitely. I think um, 2008, I was still quite young, um, so you, could, you almost handle the disappointment a little bit differently. Um, 2012, I'd come from... Obviously, playing quite a lot. I'd really been involved in the national setup. I'd been vice captain. And yeah, it was a really big disappointment for me. Um, but looking back on it, I think at that stage of your life, you think when it get the news that you're not in the team, it almost breaks you and you think, well, what a failure. You're such a failure. And the disappointment to everyone and everything's been a waste of time. But once I eventually sat down and looked back on things and looked at the different countries that I'd seen, the friends that I'd made, the friends that turned into family, sisters that you carry through life that are still um, very good friends with um, today. And especially the, uh, what I can give back to, I think, kids who sit, even if it's at our clinics where you see a player that you haven't got any connection with the kid, but you see them sitting on the bench throughout the week at a clinic that you're running and they don't really understand why you're able to share your experience then with them and to explain that somewhere, somewhere along the line, this is going to make sense to you. It's going to make you stronger and it's going to put you onto a different level, whether it be a mindset or perhaps you're going to be work harder and you'll get to the top level of hockey then 
from possibly being just an average school player. But yes, the disappointment at that stage of my life was heart-wrenching and terrible to go through. But where I sit today, I'm thankful that I went through it for various different reasons. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously then, I assume in, at your age at that point, you then probably would have looked towards Rio 2016 as a potential swan song, or maybe that was your focus. But not long after that, um, with the changing in coaches, you weren't uh, in the new coach's mind anymore. Did did Sheldon ever sit down with you and have a chat and say, look, I'm going with other players, or was it just silence is golden? Um, Sheldon came about two years after um, I was, what I now say, forced into retirement, because I'm technically speaking never retired. But um, I did send emails to the coach then, who was Giles, and unfortunately I never heard anything back. So I don't know, silence is golden maybe, I don't <laughs> not too sure. But uh, honestly, looking back now, everything happens for a reason. I wish I'd had a closure to things, um, but obviously there's reasons behind it. And I did hope for Rio um, to be looked at, obviously a lot older, but possibly bring some experience to the team. Um, but yeah, it wasn't meant to be. I just wish I'd possibly gotten a bit of closure, maybe just gotten answers to as to why or where am I in the picture or not. But looking back now, it's not the end of the world, <laughs> as it felt then. And I think massive credit to you in the sense that many players would have downed their tools, many players would have taken that and said, right, I'm done with SA Hockey. But instead, you've consistently given back. You've been at the Northern's IPT squads, you've coached the under-21s, you've played in the PHL and you've coached in the PHL or assistant coach in the PHL. I mean, so you've been an active part of SA Hockey nonstop, even though um, you were maybe not given the, and, and this is me saying it, not you, but the respect that your career deserved. Um, is that just because hockey is your passion or is that more about who you are as a person or or is it just you never were going to give up on this game anyway? Oh, Tyron, you know what? Yes, one can give up, and I'm not going to lie, it did cross my mind a couple of times where you just want to throw in a towel. But honestly, looking back now, what hockey's given me compared to that little amount of what I was never given, that last bit of closure or just an answer or as to where I could work on possibly compared to what I did get from hockey, um, the places that I've traveled to, the people that I've met, the opportunities I've been given through hockey, and yes, hockey is a passion. Um, coaching these kids, I mean, my brother and I have started up an academy and giving back in the sense of PHL to SA Hockey over in a larger larger scheme of things, giving back to Northern Schools Hockey. I coach under 18s as well as under 21s this year. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything, really. I think everyone standing, sitting out there or who has received some kind of something from hockey has the um you have to give back i think everyone's expected to give back and i think you should want to give back at the end of the day i think that's our um a privilege to be able to give back to hockey with not and it's not even much compared to what we've received as players 
Right, now on to Eubach's hat trick. On to happier moments. <laughs> Kim, I want to know from yes. you the top three experiences that you've had through hockey. Top three experiences. All right, it would have to be, um, obviously, my debut would have to be the number one experience that I've ever had um, for the national senior team. Um, captaining the SN21 side would definitely be um, one of my top experiences. Oh, there's too many to actually name. And definitely winning gold with the Northerns team three times in a row. And two of those we should never have won. We should never have been in the top four, but managed to win it. Jesus, a couple. It's actually lots. Jeez, well, yeah, is that is that your trick? You can change one or two if you want, because I'm impressed that you managed to select them so quickly. And over a glittering well, career like yours, <laughs> I, I can't imagine it's very easy. No, it's definitely not easy. I mean, playing and you're playing in India amongst a crowd that is absolutely deafening. And at some stage through that, you suddenly hear a Vubazela. You can't explain that experience to anyone. <laughs> Because that's just a proud South African moment. Okay, so so you're settling on those first three. The, the Definitely v- with those first three, yes. Vuvuzela comes in uh, a, a, t- a, a close bonus. Form. Yeah, yeah t- <laughs> well, first reserve. Yes, definitely. Ah, oh, that's awesome. And and look, I mean, not many people get to say they were their country's vice captain. Not many people get to go to one hockey World Cup, let alone two Commonwealth Games. So uh, it's been a, a superb career. And as you mentioned now, you and your brother have started the, the Huber Hockey Academy. Uh, first and foremost, That's true. Uh, we absolutely love the way uh, you guys share stuff on social media. It's really great. But more importantly than that, can you tell us a little bit about what the, the objective of the, the Huber Hockey Academy is? Um, we've started, we've been running it a couple of years. We started um, running it in a little town called Forkshurst where we've been running the clinics, um, which we get up to five, 600 um, kids coming through that over the two-week period. Um, we started there, and then Darren and I, obviously we've got two different aspects. Darren's also very passionate about hockey, but he brings in the umpiring aspect, and he's also a phenomenal coach. And me, with my playing experience, um, bringing that in, we just decided that we've got to take hockey out to places where they don't get given the opportunities or exposure to hockey like us in the big cities get exposure to. So we've got a mobile clinic and a mobile academy where we go out to you. So we bring hockey to you. Obviously, we also I'm privileged enough to be at Cornwall Hill College um, and giving back to students there and Darren's also at a school. So we're able to still coach in the um, cities, but our main focus is to go out to places like Brits, like Folkshurst, Middleburg, um, Warmbos. A lot of our academies are run there, and we take it to the schools. So we come to your school for an hour, hour and a half um, in a week, and just give your students or players exposure to hockey and to top coaching. And, and what has the talent been like out there? Have you been impressed with what you've seen? You'd be surprised what those small towns produce. And I think a lot of the students that we coach at primary school level get bought by the high schools in Pretoria, um, especially Afrikaans students come to Pretoria. A lot of the English students go to 
um, some of the Joburg schools get bought up there. But there's a lot of talent, and it's actually quite sad that they don't have access to AstroTurfs, a lot of them. But the heart and the passion is there, and the work rate is definitely there. Now, for listeners out there, so we've got a youngster listening in, and they want to be a part of, of the Ubach Hockey Academy, or, or they want to at least be given some introduction to it. Uh, what do they do from here? They are more than welcome to go and follow our Facebook page, which is, um, they can just go and type in Hubach Hockey Academy. They can also just type in my name, um, Kim Hubach. I've got two Facebook profiles under the SA Hockey as well as my personal profile. I was going to say, easier, they- easier to put in the Facebook. <laughs> if you put in your name on Google, you are met with thousands upon thousands <laughs> of articles about you. So I've tried it. You, you go straight to Facebook. It's, it's a lot easier. Facebook is ideal. Instagram, we're on Instagram as well. Um, otherwise, they're more than welcome. Both of those have got our cell phone numbers as well as our, our contact details, our email addresses and contact details of our tour manager. Kim, um, for, uh, I mean, obviously, you're still very much uh, front and centre with regards to hockey, but, I mean, you've got a, a massive sporting background, Um not mistaken, uh, national colours for biathlon back in the day when you were at school. Um, you also played a, a lot of cricket and uh, some mountain biking, golf as well. Um, do you still keep keep up with uh, the other extramural activities when uh, you aren't swinging a stick? Cheaper, it's a bit scary. Where do you get all of that information from? I told you, there are thousands of articles on you. I don't think you quite realise how popular you are. <laughs> no, not at all. But um, I did play Kim's provincial cricket at school. <laughs> I did play provincial cricket at school. Um, yes, biathlon. I did um, represent the biathlon. Uh, tennis, athletics, uh, provincial colours in athletics. It's, I do enjoy a lot of that sport still. I'm currently playing squash again and taking up a bit of golf once again. I think I played last at school seriously, but I seem to be playing a few times this week. What are you, what are you, so playing, what are you playing that? With? Well, at the moment, what's it, a 32 and you don't have a handicap? Yeah, well, well, welcome to my world. <laughs> it helps when you play golf days. Yeah, yeah, I played a golf day the other day and I did quite well and now my handicap has got slashed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I can't, and, and the next golf day I'm playing at, Sun City. Oh, good. I needed the help. Good luck with that one. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned uh, tennis before you mentioned. Yes. Think back to your South yes. African hockey career. Yes. If you had to enter a tennis tournament and you had to enter the doubles session now, a, a doubles competition, which hockey player would be your doubles partner? Nicolene to Blanche, because I know she's a phenomenal tennis player. <laughs> Okay, I feel like that was too easy. So now I'm going to go into <laughs> That was golf. an easy question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're going into a competition and you need to fill a four ball. Obviously, you're one of the four, so you have three spaces left. But only filled with players you played hockey with. Who would fill your four ball? I would play with Peter Kutia, Nicolene Blanche, and Lindsay well, then Carlisle, now right. It's, uh, that, that, I tell you what, as a fan of hockey, 
you'd have if uh, if there were any fans watching that golf game, you'd have them a little bit awestruck. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> what a four ball! <laughs> All right, can well, I, and uh, you've obviously uh, we know your brother Darren is an FIA champire. Um, hockey is in his blood. Very very passionate man. Uh, recently umpired at the IPT and the it was the reserve umpire in the final. Uh, you went home with a gold medal. He went home with a gold medal. Is there a good little bit of sibling rivalry at home? <laughs> I think we've um, come onto a common ground now, but it's really nice having him part of the um, hockey family. And that is Darren's passion is definitely hockey. Obviously, more umpiring. He's one of the youngest umpires, I think, um, who has come through the ranks. He's a little John Wright with his. <laughs> attitude on the <laughs> on the field but it's really nice to have the support so it's two different spheres of hockey it was tough at school um, obviously both playing provincial but boys hockey and girls hockey at that stage it's very different but I'm really glad that he's got his there's not a chance in hell that I ever want to be an umpire <laughs> so I'm glad he's taken that side of things and yeah I'm able to do the playing and together we can do the coaching Brilliant stuff. I love that. A little John Wright in the field. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, Kim, and, and the future for you. Um, I mean, we've spoken about uh, what you've just achieved with Northerns. Um, other big aspirations. Uh, we spoke about the, the, the extra murals, etc. But uh, over the, what's the next five-year plan for uh, Kim Hubach? <laughs> Um, I definitely want to, obviously, health and everything allowing play. I think I still have something to give to, to hockey and possibly the youngsters. So hopefully play another IPT or two and um, possibly take on road running again. Um, road running, trail running, moving into that. And definitely just building the hockey academy um, and building Northern's hockey as a whole. I think Northern's has a lot to offer um, the youngsters of today. And even at an under-21 and varsity level, I think we've got some phenomenal coaches in our province and a lot of really good umpires as well and people that can really give back to hockey and possibly try and grow that and get more people involved in hockey in that way. Oh, Kim, it's been amazing having you here on the podcast. You certainly are an amazing ambassador for South Africa and the game of hockey. Uh, I can't wait to have you back in the future, uh, which certainly looks very, very bright from your part. And uh, as always, thank you for joining myself and Tyron here at Hockey 24-7. We'll be back and soon. Cheers.